<laughs> Where you at? Pull up a chair. Make the sign of the cross. Ask the Lord to bless the food, because you're with family around the table. Welcome to Around the Table. This is Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, together with Monsignor Christopher Nolte, a priest of the Archdiocese of New Orleans, and David Dawson, president of Catholic Community Radio. And we are here at Dookie Chase wow. in New Orleans. With yeah, I wish we, I wish Chase could, herself. I wish you could, uh, <laughs> wish you could transmit smell through the radio, and you'd know how oh, good I'm this not. place is. And if you could somehow get what we're smelling here, because lunch is just finishing up, and uh, people are cleaning the kitchen, but all the smells of lunch are all still in the room. The smells are still around. First, you know, I tell them all the time here. It's got to smell good for one thing. It's got to look good. Right. If it doesn't look good, you're not going to even try to taste it. So make it look good. And then put the taste in there. Then who ate the that's first right. oyster? Because that didn't look good either. Right. I, yeah, know, I don't know right. how you pick that. that. You, know, you look at that. I don't look, know. <laughs> if, if you make it pretty, if you put it on a pretty shell, yeah, well, I you guess know, so you. it looks pretty. Put a little hot sauce on it. That's right. A little hot it sauce looks good. Uh, you know, oysters are something people have problems with. But I have a friend. She's now gone Elizabeth Catlett. Uh-huh. She loved oysters. So one time she was here, and it was Elizabeth and Betty Chavez was uh-huh. here. And you have to know Betty, how yeah. she was. Yeah. I loved her to death, but she was something else. I don't eat oysters. I said, well, Betty, if you don't eat oysters, I have shrimp. Then eat shrimp. <laughs> eat shrimp. <laughs> or chicken. So we put the fr- big platter of fried oysters, and Betty put a hand over there. She took one oyster. Then I noticed hand going uh-huh. down. <laughs> I said, I thought you didn't eat oysters. You know? But I don't think she had them fried. Right. Yeah. You know? She They're might have had kind of scary them. looking. That's a kind yeah, of scary looking raw for the had first them fried. time. So um, she was uh, learned to eat oysters then. That's another thing I wish folks could see um, uh, uh, in the restaurant here. The atmosphere here is fantastic. Yeah. It, it, you, you feel so comfortable. This is the first time I've been here. And immediately when when, when I walked in, you could tell it's, it's a place you could go formal, yet at the same time I feel like I'm at home. So I'm very relaxed when I'm I come in. Great. I'm glad you feel that way because that's the way I try to teach the people who work here. You know, when people come here, it's like... You, well, you don't know maybe what company is. Mm. When we were little children, never had anything drinking out of the jelly glass like you saw me drinking out back <laughs> there. Uh, but when company came, if your aunt came to visit, don't bring the jelly glass out. Go get a good glass. Aunt mm-hmm. Esther's coming. That's get right. the good you glass. Get the good glasses. You know, you knew how to treat company. So mm. I tell them all the time, everybody who comes through this door is company. company. Yes. Right. I want you to treat them like company. You know, and I tell them all the time, this is too funny, I tell them this story, this glass cost me $5.50. They said, well, why you use it? I said, because I want the company to have the best I can give. I want them to have the best I can give them. So I'm glad when people think the place is like their home. Yeah. Yes. It, you know, and your art is so beautiful, it, too. I mean, that's just, what's, what's so nice. I just have fun with all that, but mm. I want everybody to be treated like company. You know, it's I interesting you say that when, um, you know, Mother Teresa, who who had, you know, lived in such poverty everywhere she went, but people sometimes criticized her because the, the glasses, the, the, I mean, the, the, the uh, things used for mass, the chalice mm-hmm. and the patent, she always got really nice stuff. Uh-huh. And people said, well, you know, 
maybe you should get cheaper stuff for mass because, you know, you know that you can use more of that money in your mission. And she says, no, this is for Jesus. And the poor people, they deserve to see beautiful things, too. They do. And they so do. she had beautiful chalices and beautiful and candlesticks. Beautiful. And that is so important. I'll never forget when we were coming up in the country, my daddy was so my daddy was more Catholic than the Pope. <laughs> and on Sunday, he said, "You're not going to go to any place bigger than God's house. That's the church. So you wear the best you can wear. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. You dress yep. up the best you can dress up to go to God's house. Yep. So and I think people should remember that. Go with some kind of respect. Mm. I don't want to read your T-shirt in church. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I don't want to read that. Well, you know, it's it's funny you say that because I try to say that at mass is that, you know, when people come to mass dressed in shorts and T-shirt, you wouldn't go to a restaurant just like that. No. And that's just an earthly meal. You're going to have a heavenly meal at a mass. Wouldn't meal. you dress up? You should dress up better than you dress yeah. up for, for, for Antoine, you that's know, or right. Galatoire or dress something up. like that. You or know, Dookie Chase. Or Dookie uh, Chase, right. You know, we, use, we do that. And Father Mike had that going good at St. Peter Claver. Uh -huh. Don't come in my church with hair rollers and don't come in here with that. Mm -hmm. And don't come scratching up my uh, pews with uh, stones on the back of your <laughs> pants and all that. <laughs> he had so many don'ts when the people would come. But he wanted them to know this was the house of God. And you should do that. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't lose some of those things, yep. Monsignor. Well, we it's, and it's, it's that. true. And that we part of the big thing behind this show is connecting food and faith and family. And so the show's called Around the Table, but it really has its origins in Jesus with his apostles mm -hmm. around the table. Around you know? the table. You when know? Jesus came, he came in a meal, you know, he and he did. comes to us in a meal. And, you know, I didn't realize that. Monday. I always said this young priest, I think he's at Trinity or somewhere now. Father Casey, I think is his mm -hmm, name, mm -hmm. a young priest, and he used to come all the time and drink my house dressing. He loved the house drink dressing. Drink the house dressing? <laughs> I didn't want to make sure I heard that right. Yeah, he drink the house dressing. <laughs> okay. The house dressing was kind of, is kind of Swedish and uh -huh. a little vinegar in it. Okay. Father Casey would get him a shot of that house dressing. <laughs> Right. I said, Father, but you know one thing, Father, I try hard. I said, but I'm so afraid to die. I said, I'm really afraid to die. He said, well, why are you afraid to die, Leah? I said, well, I'm just, I don't know. I, I know what I try to do, but I don't know what God expects of me. He might expect more than I'm given. Mm. So he said, let me tell you one thing. You Do you know you're doing everything Jesus loved? Mm -hmm. yep. Oh, I say, am I? <laughs> he said, Jesus loved to eat. Yeah. Uh -huh. he loved and he to loved eat. to feed. And, he loved, and look, we Catholics go to church and we don't pay attention to anything. Mm -hmm. We don't until you focus it in and you know every time I go I say you're right Jesus always said let's eat first right, right, let's right. eat so he always taught me that and you learn from everybody um, this big developer introduced me to St. Paul now I listen to St. Paul this by the readings by St. Paul and all that you really don't pay attention but when he told me he his name was Paul and not Joseph, his middle name was Joseph, he said, and I have this big painting of St. Paul. That's Mr. Canizero. Uh-huh. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And he said, and he made me listen to the 
readings by St. Paul and St. Paul's life and how he lived and yep. how he went to his death. And suffered, right. And suffered. I yep. said, oh, my goodness. You know, you don't realize that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then all that is you make sure you have a little bit more faith. Mm-hmm in Jesus. It makes you have a little bit more faith in yourself and what you have to do. Right. So right. food and faith, that's oh, two yeah. important things. Oh, I yeah. think that was important to Jesus. Oh yeah. And I think if we just think about that, it is important to the way we live every day. Absolutely. Right. You know what I'm I'm just I'm blown away here. I'm sitting here with a, a legendary uh, chef you know, uh, Leah Chase, and I'm, I'm watching the, all this food come in the uh, door here. Uh, there's only three of us here. So, I'm looking. Uh, Y'all keep the, talking. I'm going to go over to that <laughs> table and see what's there. Yet at the same time, what we're talking about is our faith. I mean, I just right. think that, oh, it, that yeah. that's so incredible. I, I know other food shows, and it's all about food and everything, but this is, I'm thoroughly it's enjoying this. faith, no matter how simple your food is, you know. Uh, look at Jesus just had bread and fish. Bread and fish, fish and bread. That's we lost the Monsignor. Oh, here he comes. No, I'm bringing With some it. back so Leah okay. can tell us what, what we're eating but here. It was, it was bread and fish, but people enjoyed it. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they were happy to get that. They were happy to hear Jesus. They were happy mm-hmm. to be around people. And I think that's what people ought to do in life. But you know, he you fed know. them also with his words, you uh-huh. know, and so when we when we sit around a table and we share a meal, we're not just eating, filling our bellies, we're filling our hearts and yeah. our souls when we hear about other people's faith right. and we share it with each other. And that's what made the people's hearts stir. Yeah. They had a very simple meal, but they were being filled, their souls were being the filled. Souls, and right? you just feel good about that mm-hmm. you know you feel sure. really good about that now what I is this had, dish Leah you got a shrimp oh of course I've had this uh, a number of times I, now really this is like I said I'm putting this right under the mic maybe if I put it closer yeah, to the, the mic you can smell, smell, it. smell that it's so oh, good no, just hold your nose closer to the speaker <laughs> of your radio be careful if you're driving and uh, uh, take a little a, and pass just take a little shrimp off there and you know you can use your fingers we're not well we've got a fork here Jeff's gonna be silent for a while you're not gonna smack that over the microphone Okay. Monsignor Leah, talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Well, we, um, you know, one of the things we talked about before we got on, Leah, is that you've had, you know, this restaurant has been iconic in this city for so long. And, and, and I've been here with, you know, I've been here with my altar servers uh, who just had their first communion. And then I've been here with presidential advisors. But you must have seen the world walk through here over the. You see a lot of people walk through here. A lot of people with different beliefs, Mm -hmm. different ways of thinking, Mm -hmm. but they're still people. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you look at them and you may disagree with some of them about what they do and what they... But if you just listen to them, sometimes you're gonna yeah. you you pick something out. Pick something the goodness out of them. Something you know, good pick about the goodness them. Out it's of them. the same way you look at life. The same way you look at art. You know, you may not like it the way you first look at it, but take a second look. Mm-hmm. Take another look. Right. And you've and got a real be, variety of art yeah. in here. Did you, you know? did you pick I mean, this out? I'm looking at this gorgeous picture of Our Lady right over your shoulder you know, here. I have a friend that brings me all the crucifixes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. You have a lot of crucifixes. And he saw that. He was in an auction house in, I forget where he was, in this auction house and he saw this and he said, that's for Leah. 
Oh, so beautiful. he made a, wow. a bid on it and got it and sent it's, it to me. It's I beautiful it art. so and, beautiful. And some of it's religious, some of it's folk. So some just of it's, mix it yeah, up. People. So you see, I said, well, put it up there with my Buffalo Soldier yep. and my <laughs> George <laughs> Patton. And George Patton. And George Patton. Oh, George Patton. that is George Patton on his white horse. It, it sure jo- is. Well, George Patton, that was his horses when he went to Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. He said, do not destroy these white horses. They were Lipazons. Oh. Do not destroy oh, yeah, that. Yeah. So, you know, that made you feel like, well, George had something. He wanted to save something. Yep, something beautiful. And he, and he was sincere about whatever he thought. And I learned to really like Patton, rough as he was. Yeah, and yeah. he was really raw. But he set a goal. And he wanted everybody to try to reach that goal in life, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, he was... He, they complained about him slapping this soldier. I right, how right. Oh, I saw it in the movie. But it was good. The soldier was breaking on him, mm. breaking down to cry, and he said, "Don't you dare cry! Don't you see the men dying around mm-hmm. you? Wow. Yeah. Get yeah. another lift on life. Right. Thank God you're here. Pray for them. Mm-hmm. We losing them. You're living. Think about that. Yep. So you got sometimes you got to shake people into shape, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he did that. He was good at that. <laughs> he was good at that. Well, we're yeah. going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. This is Around the Table. Okay. $13,000 every day. That's how much money Planned Parenthood can make selling abortions in their new abortion facility under construction on Claiborne Avenue. $13,000 every day selling abortions. Planned Parenthood is the nation's largest abortion business, and they want to sell more abortions in New Orleans. I should know. My name is Abby Johnson, and I used to run a Planned Parenthood abortion facility. Let's stand for peace, not more abortions. This message brought to you by Louisiana Right to Life. Welcome back to Around the Table. We are here at Dookie Chase uh, with with Miss Leah Chase, which is a this is such a pleasure. So so good to be here. It's, an honor. it's good to see Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I fed them all. I remember Michael since he was the cutest little boy. Who's that? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson came in the <laughs> came in the restaurant. <laughs> oh yeah, I fed them every time they came to New Orleans. Well, they they couldn't eat any place else. But back there when they were little, they loved pork chops. Mm. They loved pork chops and sweet potato pies. Mm. Well, as they grew older, they didn't eat the pork anymore, but he always loved his sweet potato pies. And I would always ship Michael's sweet potato pies. Were you really? Yeah. Wow. I would oh, wow. So Michael's death really kind of blew me away. And my daughter, who's a singer and a smart mouth, she said, Mother, you blame yourself for everything. She said, if you were on earth when Jesus was being crucified, he'd have never been crucified. <laughs> I said, no, because I would be throwing bricks at everybody. <laughs> but no, but Michael's death just blew me away. Yeah, was Where sad. was Mama? Yeah. Where was Mama? You know, he, if I think you were my son, I would be there for you. I right. could see you were in trouble. Mm. I would be there for you. Where were you? Yeah. But I think it's but sad. It's so many sad. of these young stars, they get their own people he around a, them, and, and it's their money. And he wasn't a happy no. man. He wasn't happy. No, that was sad. And if somebody, and I said, oh, if I just had sent Michael some sweet potato pies, <laughs> he wouldn't be dead. <laughs> well, let's talk about some more happy people that you had in here. Some, uh, who are some more some, some more fun people that oh, you've had well, and that you've enjoyed? They were all fun, really. Uh, Jackson Fives were fun when they came. And... Um, 
Well, I didn't see Michael after he turned about 15. I didn't see him anymore, but I saw his brothers. They uh, would come they would all come the in. time. But you had people like Lena Horne, people oh, like sure. Sarah. Oh, yeah. Lena was a person. She did just what she did, and she was truthful about herself. I'll mm-hmm. never forget Lena saying when she first, when whoever first picked her up as an entertainer, the man said, I have this young lady for you. He said, she can't sing a link, but she's pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Lena always said that. I couldn't sing a lick, but I was pretty. But she was a person who had faith in herself. And when she met Lenny Hayton, he really worked with her. He was a talented musician, and she became the superstar that she was. But she was a person who always, always thought about other people. Always thought. And I'll remember Ray Charles the same way. Mm. Uh, You know, he, he didn't hold grudges. You know, they didn't want him in Georgia, in Atlanta one time. Mm -hmm. But they didn't hold that against anybody. They just kept going, and Ray kept going. He could sing Georgia better than anybody you ever knew. Good point. That was his song. That was his song, and I'll never forget Howard Cosell. Oh, just, and you know Howard Cosell was Howard Cosell. Yeah. (laughs) And he was just who he was, and that's it. But he admired Ray for the way he sang America the Beautiful. Mm -hmm. He said nobody could sing it like Ray Charles. That was the best. So you see people, if you just stop and look at them, I met men and people who said, oh, they're segregationists. They this, they that. But if you look deeper Mm -hmm. and look at them, they're really sincere about what they do Mm -hmm. and how they do it, Mm -hmm. you know? So I always look at people like that. I never say they don't. Like in Madisonville, when I came up, we lived next to the richest people in the town. They owned everything, Mm -hmm. the Dendigas. They own the whole dumb town. Mm -hmm. And here we were, the little poor blacks on this side of them. They didn't give us anything. So I said, well, you know, they're not offering us. We could work and help. We would do work for them from time to time, maybe wash clothes or something. But they had their own hired people. And then I think back, and I said, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Black people back then were so proud Mm -hmm. till you would be afraid to offer them anything for free. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted to work for uh-huh. what they had. Okay. And people would, you know, think they would be hurting your feelings more if they offered you something free. They want you wanted to work for everything. Now whether they believe that or not, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I rather look at it that way. I think I I rather look at life that way yeah. than to think you just were just hateful and you just didn't want to do anything. I think that all, out of all the time I've known you and my parents knew you and everything, that's one thing I've always thought about you is you just love people. I like you know? people. You like people. And you have to look at the way people were brought up. Yeah. Honey, yep. if somebody beats something into your head all your life, it's hard to get it out of there. <laughs> it's hard to make you think different. Right. 
but you grow up and you learn to think different and some people don't but I, again I saw somewhere where Jesus said that when he sent his disciples out he said now if they don't listen to you when you tell them just dust your sandals off and keep going go on to the next town go to the next town just dust your shoes off and keep going yeah. it, it, it seems like you know everything does come back around again to your faith uh, for you uh, your approach to all the people that have come in here and everything you do in here, I, I think that's part of the atmosphere, and I think that's, I guess, a reason why everybody's so comfortable in enjoying themselves is because you. Because I love seeing, people. I love yeah. people. And if you look at people, you know, and I tell them that all the time, you know, they're no ugly people. Mm. You know, I might have a big nose, I might have thick lips. But look at me deeper than that. Yeah, right. yeah. Look at me. You can see people that were not beauty queens like Apollo Sammy Davis. You know, the poor darling wasn't good looking at all. <laughs> but poor darling. But when he got up there to entertain you. Oh, yeah. He you was bright. See what he looked like. Yeah. You enjoyed what he was doing. Right, right. So right. that's what you have to look deeper into people. And I yeah. think that one of the characteristics of that doing that is, boy, that you don't have a, a presidential campaign that the president doesn't end up here at any one time, you know? <laughs> and most people just expect it would be, oh, of course, Bill Clinton would come, and of course, Obama would come. But I will tell one little story that I was here uh, through a chance time with, with Karl Rove, and, and Karl Rove, who most people would, would hate, they would think they, you know, he represented the worst of people, and you gave him the biggest smile and the biggest because hug when he Karl came Rove in. Karl Rove was kind to me. He gave, and the president President Bush was so kind to me. You know, he never came to this city unless he sent for me. Really? He would send for me every time he would come to the city. Might have been to water off the shoes people were going to throw at him. I don't know. <laughs> but, but he was kind to me. He really was yeah. a very kind man. Yeah, you know, good man. so when he uh, invited me to dinner at Commander's Palace and I got there, and he said, well, Leah, um, would you like to fix breakfast for me tomorrow? <laughs> no, I don't to myself, but <laughs> what I'm going to do, I got to fix breakfast for the president. <laughs> so I said, yes, Mr. President. I said. <laughs> so he brought the president of Mexico and the prime minister of Canada. To here to eat to, for dinner. And their pictures out there. <laughs> and till today, people come and they say, oh, that's our prime minister. Really? <laughs> he ate here. Yeah. He ate here. You remember what so, you fed them? Yes, I did. They had breakfast. And they had braised quail with plum jelly, oh. grits, and breakfast shrimp. They had some mm. fried catfish. Wow. They had a big, big breakfast. That is a big and breakfast. eggs with crab meat sauce. Oh, a big breakfast. Okay. And the president said, Leah, I never had grits and quail before, but I like it. Yeah, so he good. liked that grits oh, and quail. <laughs> you know, so that was, uh, to me, quail was nothing. Yeah. Because it's high eating now, but when we were coming up, we would um, be in the strawberry fields, and when the bobwhite quail would come down, it would whistle a different kind of whistle on the ground than he whistled in the air, and you knew he was in your strawberry patch, so what you did... Daddy got the little rifle out, so that was your breakfast. The There's your breakfast. <laughs> That's quail. <laughs> that quail, so quail was what we ate every day, yep. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's good for you, too. Mm -hmm. That's good meat. Mm -hmm. These samples I'm having. Okay, I've just had the... All right, the first thing I tried was the shrimp. Shrimp clemenceau. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was insane. I mean, it was like it was like uh, over 
cube potatoes. Uh-huh. Ray-Ban oh. potatoes. Okay. The second one was chicken. Chicken uh, Creole. Creole, Creole uh-huh. chicken. Okay. And that's the Creole gumbo. This is the Creole gumbo. Wow. And it is chock-a-block. And this sausage yeah. is incredible. Do you, you, somebody makes it for you? or I do my own. Uh, you do your own sausage. I, uh, no, no. somebody makes a sausage oh, okay. for me. Okay, I got you. Yeah, beau croissant. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, little Vance. Mm-hmm. His grandfather used to make it years ago for us, and then his father made it. Now he makes it for me. But Beaucresson was way back there in the. What well, he was the only black person in the St. Bernard Pot, Projects. Uh, no, in the St. Bernard Market back there in those days, which is now the Circle Market. Right. Yeah. Right. But he had a sausage stand there, and he would make. Uh, the sausage. It's good sausage. It's got a light, nice little kick to and it. And you too. remember people like I remember old Mr. Vaucresson. He lived on Prayer and La Hop. <laughs> and he would sit on his front porch. And every night, if you were sitting with your friends out on their porch, then you'd hear him yawn, the biggest yawn. It was time for Mr. Bocrasso to go to bed. Give the biggest yawn. I never saw anybody yawn. You could hear him for blocks. And then he would go to his bed. You knew Mr. Bocrasso was going to bed. So, you know, you, you just take people and know uh, just nice little things about them. And it's fun to remember people. But I think that's the best thing, uh, you know, that we're called to do by Jesus is to see people as people. people you know, people, as people, people sometimes they just say, "Oh, okay, he's he's African American, or he's Hispanic, or he's Jewish, or he's Muslim," and they don't think about the hearts. You know, I was in the Holy Land in May and walking around Jerusalem, and in the in Jerusalem, you got Muslims living there, and you got Greek yeah. Orthodox, and you got Jews, and you got Catholics. They know each other as people. Uh-huh. The people who are now th- throwing bombs across. The fence, they're not. They don't see those other people. No. For them, they're just the enemy. And seeing each other as as enemies never got us anywhere. Because right. hate can't conquer hate. It Only love can conquer you hate. You know. And I think if people like Washington, we quit making the pretty speeches and just talk. Mm. Why can't you talk to these people? Yeah. You don't have to agree with what they do, and they don't have to agree with your way of life. Mm-hmm. But can't we just talk? Yeah. You know, that's the thing. When we went to, I went to Paris to sign books one year, and my children, my daughters particularly, they said, now don't get political. <laughs> don't say anything. And I love political things. I like that. Don't get that's political. why Carl Rove loved you so much. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get political. So when I went there, they said, one man, first question, he gets up, he said, well, if you had to talk to Mr. Chirac, who was then the president of mm-hmm. In France, and Mr. Bush, what would you tell them? Well, I said to them, I said, you know, I think in my restaurant, in some ways, we really changed the course of America with the Freedom Riders coming here and planning their meals and all of that. Mm-hmm. I said, we always had a bowl of gumbo and some fried chicken. <laughs> I would say to Mr. Bush and Mr. Chirac, come get some gumbo and chicken and bring Mr. Saddam along. <laughs> we would talk things over and settle everything over a bowl of gumbo. It's amazing. Around the table. Around the table. You just gave our whole theme there. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. a whole theme Marvel of our show. A bowl of gumbo. <laughs> but we have to talk to one another. <laughs> I, don't, I can't change your way of life. <laughs> you know? I, I can't make you live like I live, but can't we work together? Can't we do things for people? Yeah. 
people mm. are so important. And that's what's so great about cooking is because everybody's got to eat. Everybody you know? has so to eat. So you feed people, mm-hmm. and then while you're feeding them, you know, I, you know, I have to say that before I went to Rome, I didn't spend quite as much time around the table as I used to. But over there, you know, you have Sunday dinner is going to take you about right. four or five hours, you know? Oh, that's and That's a long time to talk. Yeah. And you can really iron out stuff. You can iron food. out things and can have everything. All right, this, well, this has gone way too quick. This is I, know. I, know, I know. Can we just like do another show? I mean, <laughs> but we we're actually we're at the end of the show already. I can't believe Goodness. it. But thank you but, so uh, much, gentlemen, and thank you. And I hope we have reached some people I hope to so too. just enjoy life. Right. Absolutely. And you cannot enjoy life if you don't have faith. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't enjoy it. Yep. How can right. you account for the sunshine? How could you account for the trees <laughs> right. if you don't have Faith in a superior being. That's right. How can you do that? So when you have faith in God, then you'll have faith in yourself. Wonderful. And always over a good meal. Well, we always pray before meals and we pray Pray after after meals. So the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Around the Table is a production of Catholic Community Radio.